if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, as much as it pains me to admit it, Kev, you, my friend, are a trendsetter. <laughs> what have you and your wife Why been eating time? on pizza? Uh, the uh, uh, honey hot sauce. Honey, honey, honey. It's yeah, called hot spicy. honey. Hot honey sauce. Well, Pizza Hut just announced they're rolling out hot honey pizza, starting See? with Cleveland and Dallas. See? There you Second, go. Second, did you hear Chipotle is giving away free entrees when the U.S. women's national soccer team scores key goals in New Zealand and Australia? And finally, in the world of food, you may hear Taco Tuesday even more often than you do now. That's because Taco John's, who trademarked Taco Tuesday, says... They're ending their fight and defending the phrase and will abandon it because they don't want to pay the legal fees that come with a fight against Taco Bell. So Taco John's is admitting defeat and wow. saying, fine, Taco Bell, you take it. We don't have they the have money. To admit defeat or can they just like sell it to them? You know what I mean? If they own the rights to it, why couldn't they sell Taco Bell Taco Tuesday? I'm sure they explored all those options. <laughs> taco I'm Bell sure the said, best legal minds in the world were looking at taco it. Taco Bell said no, but we'll give you a free taco a day for life. How about that? <laughs> Every day will be Taco Tuesday for you. So you already know teachers are superheroes. Coming up, can't wait to tell you about this teacher that went above and beyond. Hey, this is your guaranteed put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news. You already know that teachers are superheroes. Well, check out how this one went above and beyond. A 15-year-old kid in Toledo, Ohio named Roman has this rare genetic condition that's already burned out his kidneys. Hmm. So his parents have been scrambling to find a donor until they recently got a call from one of Roman's teachers. Turns out Roman's math teacher, Eddie McCarthy, secretly went and got tested and spent five months jumping through hoops to donate. Approached it as a math teacher. Like, odds are I won't be a match. I have two kidneys and I only need one. So that works. I have an extra. He planned to Mm. remain anonymous, but then he realized Roman's parents might want to know who the donor was and that help was on the way. So he spilled the beans. Mm. Wow. Isn't that amazing? What a great story. Admitting you have a problem is the first step to uh, to getting better, right? Well, I've got a problem when people say, hey, I want to take you out to eat. And I <laughs> bet you this probably happens to you, too. Let's talk about it next. So please tell me I'm not the only one who does this. I've got a problem. Um, when someone says to me, hey, I want to take you out to eat or we're going to take you out to eat. I feel like I have to go look at the menu of the restaurant they chose And find something pretty affordable to order. I thought you were going to say healthy. (laughs) No, 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 no. I just, I've got, I feel this responsibility to not make the bill too high. Like I'll be like, oh no, water is great for me. Can I have a lemon slice in that? And like, no, I don't order a drink. And I look for like a more moderately priced. And I'm like, why do I do that? Because like, We have a a dinner coming up and our friends are taking us out to eat at a swanky restaurant, like the kind of restaurant I normally don't ever go to. Mm -hmm. But it's to thank us for taking care of their house and their yard while they were gone for two weeks. Yeah. Um, And so it's like our little like our thank you dinner. And yet I caught myself peeking at the menu like, okay, well, that that wouldn't be too bad. That pasta or (laughs) 
And Glenn, let, Glenn goes, that appetizer looks really good. And I'm like, we should not order an appetizer. That's too much. It's going to make the bill too no, high. They want us to, okay, don't rob them. <laughs> Why do them. I do this? Yeah, because you're robbing them of the joy of treating you, right? They're, they, didn't, they didn't ask you to go out to a fancy restaurant like that. Because they're worried about the bill. And that's they how asked, I would feel if I invited right. someone, but I so don't, the roles reverse makes me all squeamish. Nah. It's weird. Don't, I don't Don't I do that. I do it whenever it's my birthday. Don't do that. I'm like, oh. This okay. is your neighbor. Does she listen to the show regularly? Hey, uh, Taylor's neighbor, if you're listening, <laughs> it, that, what this means is it's on you to order appetizers for the table. Uh, that's what this means. You have to order dessert for the table. No, we're not getting apps and dessert. Oh, that's yes, way we are. too expensive. Oh, Taylor, <gasps> Taylor's neighbor, she wants dessert. I know what I should do. So does Glenn. And no split season. I should I should make or buy a dessert and invite them to our house for dessert after. And that way it'll it'll make the bill cheaper. <laughs> See, this no. is how the responsibility. No. I feel why no, why I don't know I just like in my blood no I mean I get I it blame if, my parents I guess I, I don't want to just sound like I'm like oh hey they invited you run up the bill that's no, not what I'm no, saying no. at all but you know them fairly well I mean if it was a struggling young couple that was really stretching to say hey we'd like to treat you to McDonald's yeah of course you'd go we'll split a happy meal right but that's not the case and they wanted to, I mean Glenn even mowed their lawn right Oh, yeah, for two weeks. Oh, yeah. I'm getting appetizers. <laughs> oh, totally. I'm, I might get two. <laughs> One for each time I mowed your yard. <laughs> so you were talking about um, somebody's taking you out to dinner and you're already looking at the menu so you can order the cheap thing. Yeah. And, and I don't want to take advantage. Money. Yeah. yeah make the bill too high. Give you the reverse of that. Uh, Tracy and I are going to go to visit our friends who just moved to Tucson, Arizona. Uh, our friends are, I would describe them as foodies. They love to eat out at fancy schmancy restaurants. So we're going to take them. We were thinking like, can we take them a housewarming gift? Cause they just moved out there. And I said, I think that I'm not taking something on the plane. The best thing we could do is take them out to a fancy schmancy dinner. Oh, absolutely. Especially because you get to stay there for free. I do not expect nor want them to go cheap with ordering. I want them to get what they want because I'm really appreciate the extravagance of them letting us Stay at their house yeah. in Tucson for two nights. And that's how I am if I'm treating, but for some reason. So why don't you reverse it? Why I would you don't want, know. It's, why it's would you the weirdest de- thing. Can't, can you see that that's like depriving someone of the joy of treating you? Like well, if, that's I said earlier. The first step is admitting you have a problem. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing. I'm admitting it. What would it take but to get you still, to look at the menu and order the most expensive thing? No, <laughs> I couldn't do that. No oh, way. it says it says market price. It, I'll take that. There was. Glenn goes, this fish is probably really good. I go, babe, no, it says market price. You cannot order that. You know what market price means? You know what it means? It means they're going to watch what kind of car you drew up in <laughs> to gauge how much they can charge you. This is so out of my element, too. I'm like, what am I going to wear? I don't go to restaurants that have market price on the menu. Like, this is so out of my league. These appetizers cost more than my shoes. Yes. <laughs> Do you know that feeling when it's almost like there's this internal clock going tick, 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 because school is going to be starting back up again. Mm. And, um, I've had that feeling big time with my two nieces that live just like nine mo- nine minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to like set up like one on one time with them, and I'm just as sad about my one niece going back to college as I was her leaving for college for the first time a year ago. At this time, those emotions okay. yeah. are just so strong. Like, 
wait, when am I going to see her again? And um, it's hilarious because apparently this is a trend in my life because all these <laughs> memories keep popping up in social media mm. and I've been doing it since they were little. <laughs> so all just in like a week, I've had, oh, I was doing art projects with my nieces and like my one niece was painting a minion. Uh, I remember she had Bob on her softball uniform Aww. that she could choose any name she wanted. Uh, one of the minion names. And then um, next time there was another one. I took him out for ice cream. Mm. And then there's another mm. one where we went and saw a matinee. And I, it's just funny to see your behavior keep repeating. Like history repeats itself. Yeah. Like, oh, I guess I do this every summer. I get all like, oh, no, they got to go back to school. And I didn't <laughs> spend enough time with them. <laughs> It was funny. One of my one of my daughters would get really upset when the back to school stuff started showing up in the stores. And I would tease. I'd be like, "Ooh, look, back to school. It's right around. Stop, dad. Stop, dad. Um, She's she's now she's going to be a teacher. (laughs) 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 And she's really looking forward to having her own classroom this year. (laughs) Now she's happy about those school (laughs) supply displays. Right. it's, 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 It's As a matter of fact. My wife and I bought her a bunch of back-to-school stuff. That's awesome. (laughs) Coming up, you heard about this TikTok food trend called girl dinner, right? Well, mom dinner came first. You probably heard about this food trend on TikTok called hashtag girl dinner, right? Uh, Just in case you haven't, it's kind of like a charcuterie type meal where you basically throw together several nutritionally deficient snacks. Maybe add some meat and cheese and you call it dinner. Well, mom's would like a word with you, you hashtag girl dinner people. They want to remind these social media influencers promoting girl dinners that moms have long been sustaining their sleep-deprived bodies with small plates of even smaller foods. It's called your kids' leftovers. Moms are having a blast making it sound fasty, fast, uh, fancy on social media, too. Like, here's one of the posts. Starters of perfectly crusted baked chicken. That's... A third of the frozen chicken nugget. (laughs) Topped with microgreens. That's a sprig of half-chewed broccoli. (laughs) Over a small bed of cheese coulis, which is the leftover Kraft mac and cheese that your kid didn't eat. (laughs) These posts are hilarious. So I highly suggest if you need a little comedic relief in your life, go look at them. I was today years old when I heard that there was a such such thing as girl dinner. But you're saying it's basically a sharp. What how do you say charcuterie? Charcuterie. Charcuterie. Um, it's it's kind of like that, but it's just like you make yourself a little mm. plate of like meat and cheese. And- you know what charcuterie means in French, right? But it's French for overpriced lunchable. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> we both keep saying it wrong. I think it's. I'm a- Charcuterie. To say, to say overpriced lunchables. I'll have the lunchables, but <laughs> spread them out real cool on a wooden plate for I me just so say, I feel I'll, good about I'll paying the 60 meat and bucks. Plate. <laughs> <laughs> so when you rent an Airbnb, sometimes it can be hit or miss. I highly recommend reading the reviews. <laughs> no matter how good the pictures look, read the reviews. Um, but people that do rent Airbnbs uh, are sharing what the most common items that people leave behind by mistake and on purpose. We'll talk about mm. that next. There's nothing more exciting than heading out on 
vacation, right? You can't wait to get out of your normal routine yeah. and get to your place. And if you rent an Airbnb, you're excited to see. I wonder if it's really going to be like the pictures were online. Oh, yes, right? totally. So, uh, Been there. Yeah, you get there. And, and then um, one of the most disappointing things can be getting home and realizing you left something behind. Ugh. You forgot something, yeah. right? So Airbnb hosts have said, like, they've gotten together and told people what the most common items that are left behind. Well, first of all, they say if you leave behind something of value, it's kind of going to depend on the Airbnb owner as to whether you're going to get it back or not. Because just like anything else in life, some of them are upright and honest and some of them not so much. So if you leave behind that Michael Kors handbag, if it's an honest person, they'll probably say like, yeah, send me the Send me the money and I'll ship it to you. You know, the money for postage or whatever, and I'll ship it to you. If they're less than honest, they'll be like, oh, no, we haven't seen it. So both both Yikes. scenarios can happen. And people do leave all kinds of things behind. But the most common left behind item, and this makes sense, is food. People oh, leave that makes food sense. behind. In the fridge. Yeah. Um, because it's an Airbnb. A lot of times they'll leave. And, and so they ask, like, well, what's your policy on that? And they're like, if it's opened... Immediately in the trash, like even if it's something that's pretty expensive and it's barely been used or barely been, I don't know, like a bottle of ketchup, only one squirt out of it. Still, if it's open, they they throw it away. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. If it's unopened, however, Mm -hmm. some of them will be like, oh, yeah, if it's unopened, totally. We'll either tell the cleaning crew they can have it Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, if we're there, we'll we'll totally take it. And a lot of people, she said, will leave notes uh, telling you like, hey, there are. This wasn't open. This wasn't used. Feel mm-hmm. free to take it. The rest of the stuff, it's up to you what you want to do. With I've it. done that in hotel rooms because like maybe you'll buy like, I don't know, like for me, a, a six pack of Spindrift mm-hmm. sparkling water mm-hmm. and you can't, you can only drink so many and maybe you just didn't judge how many you would need. And yeah. so there's nothing wrong with them. They're closed. And so I'll just leave them in the refrigerator in the hotel room. Like. Yeah. Hope they can use them. Hope they can use I them. I always wonder what happened to it. So the, this lady, the main lady in this article too, she she said she used to keep uh, a lost and found box. Mm-hmm. Or no, she used to contact people when they found something. Uh, then she stopped doing that, and she was like, "I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep a lost and found box. If they contact me, great. If not, by the end of the season, it goes to goodwill." There you go. So that's, that's a great what, idea. Uh, yeah, that's what she would. That's what she would do with it. So, anyhow, mental note. Remember. Check everywhere. I'm a check under the beds person, too. Check everywhere for your stuff. You're talking about uh, what people leave behind, is specifically in Airbnbs. I've only stayed in one of those once, but my husband and I do a lot of hotel rooms. And uh, because we are we like to explore an area, mm-hmm. we're usually switching hotel rooms at least every two nights. Real often, right. And Pretty so fast. I have this whole thing I do. Like, he gets the bags out in the hallway I get my bag close to the door and prop the door open. And then I always go do one final sweep of the whole room. <laughs> I look in the shower. I look every, we don't like, we're not, we don't unload our suitcase or anything uh-huh. like that. Nothing's in the drawers, but I just make sure all our, you know, like iPhone plugs yeah, and you everything. Yeah, a charger and then that, yes, that throws a tailspin. All of a sudden you're running around trying to buy a charger instead of enjoying exactly. your vacation. Absolutely. Hey, think about this for a minute. What keeps you young? There's a woman from Massachusetts named Marie. She's 97 years old. She doesn't drive anymore, but she really misses it. So Mm. for her birthday, she scrimped and saved and bought herself the only thing she always wanted. Yeah. A John Deere riding mower. I'm on that tractor every day. 
whether the grass needs cutting or not. <laughs> I go around and check, and when I see it, I cut it. The yard keeps me busy. I don't like to do housework. Isn't she awesome? I love her accent. She reminds me so much of my mom. She loves working in her garden in her yard, but uh-huh. housework is not her. She'll do it, but it's not her favorite. Not her She'd thing. rather be outside. She'd rather be on the John 97 Deere. and bought herself a tractor. <laughs> John Deere needs to hook her up. T-shirts, hats, the whole bit. Yeah, right? seriously. As a parent, do you have any concerns about your child's behavior from time to time? (laughs) Coming up, how most parents answered that question. As a parent, do you have any concerns about your child's behavior from time to time? I have concerns about theirs and mine. Yeah. (laughs) According to a brand new survey, 83% of parents say yes, which I think is fascinating. There's a certain percent are like, oh, no, I have no concerns. Uh, They asked parents with kids under the age of six And they reveal their most common concerns, which include sleeping habits, separation anxiety, and aggression. They worry about their child's language and defiance. And that aggression one, boy, that gets scary. I mean, if your toddler is biting the other kids at the nursery at church, what do you do? It's like, do we like not go to church for a couple of weeks and hope it goes away. What do you yeah, do? Yeah, it's rough. I mean, it's so yeah, embarrassing. When, when they're, we, we never had that issue with our kids, but uh, there were there were a few times. As a matter of fact, I have a great Sunday school story about one of my kids that's like legend in our family. We should do that. We should swap stories with your kids where you were scratching your head going, whose kid are you? Because <laughs> you, we taught you better than that. We'd love to hear from you. So we're swapping stories about our kids and times that you've just scratched your head and gone, I cannot believe they just did that. I can't. Whose child are you? I raised you better than that. We'd love to hear your lighthearted story. No shame here. We're swapping stories from when our kids were misbehaving. You know, there's stories where your kids did something, maybe heard from a teacher or something like that about something they did. In our case, it was a Sunday school teacher. And this was right after 9-11. Right after 9-11, a lot of, I mean, youth pastors, Sunday school teachers, they had their hands full trying to help kids navigate through all of that, right? And one of the things that uh, the youth group leader at our church did was they wanted to instill the idea of that, that we could as followers of Jesus, be conduits for peace, that we could help bring about peace in the world. And they wanted to draw a banner, have all the kids like color or magic marker, this banner showing people doing peaceful things. Now, I told one of my daughters that one of the one of the things she was always like, you're really funny, dad. And I was like, oh, well, one of the things you do is when people expect you to do one thing, say the opposite. And it's oftentimes very, very oh, funny. No. And how so, old was she you're teaching that concept to? Probably like nine, Uh-oh. 10 years old. Oh, no. So in her desire to be funny on the peace banner, she said, I'm going to apply dad's opposite rule here. And she drew, let's just call it one of the most violent scenes I've ever seen one of my kids draw. Oh no. How embarrassing. And the youth group leader was like, I'd like to talk to you about your child right in the middle of our peace banner drew this and showed it to me. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> want to explain that, honey? She goes, yeah, I was being funny like you taught me, Dad. <laughs> no. <laughs> so she threw you under the bus on top of it. That's hilarious. So the peace banner brought no peace to our house, especially on the ride home. And now it's a a, a tale of lore. Oh, now it's family. hilarious. Yeah, now it's hilarious. Yeah. So how about you and your family? What's one of those stories you have where it's like, I can't believe my kid did this and right, you're still right. telling the story today? 
talking about that be behavior of lore, like that becomes a story in your family. Right. Stuff your um, kids they had gotten yeah, trouble or I don't I can't think of any good little little kid stuff, but I do know my oldest sister told my parents she was seeing the movie E.T. about twenty times and they believed her. She was going to see other movies. What? Yeah. And then um, my <laughs> sister, Sarah, I'm throwing all my sisters under yes, the bus. Yes, you are, but not she, yourself, I recognize. She always <laughs> got in trouble for being on the phone way too long. Like, she just was like marathon phone calls with her friends. Man, and those are the good old mom days. Mom and dads huh? are like, you got to get you got to get your homework done. And so she was the first one to have to set a timer on the microwave for how long <laughs> she was allowed to be on the phone. I think it was 20 minutes max. And then the others. Sarah's story of lore was um, we had this big yard in Jupiter, Florida, Florida, where I grew up. So dad had splurged on a riding mower mm-hmm. and it was our job as the daughters. We would do the riding mower, the push mower, the edging like there were no boys in the family. So we did all the yard work. And my sister um, rolled the lawnmower mower over a rope swing that was in our backyard and it hung the lawnmower up in the tree and gasoline is just dripping out and she runs in. She's like. Dad, I need you to come look at this. And he walks out and his daughter has hung the mower in the tree. Dad, Who does that? It's no big deal. I just want you to come take a look at this. <laughs> I don't think it'll be too big of a problem. And we never let her forget that story. That sounds like something out of a movie. <laughs> it does. It doesn't even sound real. I can real. still picture it like, right. to this day. You know how local TV stations love covering people who are having a huge birthday and the reporter sticks the microphone in that elderly person's face and says, what's the secret to living yes. so long? Right, right, Well, right. they did that to a World War II vet in Washington, <laughs> D.C. His name is Arthur Walters Jr. And when he turned 104 years old, he couldn't resist a good dad joke. People always say, well, what do you attribute to? And I always say... Well, I have two good friends. Oh, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> After he made everyone laugh, he did have serious advice for young people. He said, if there's something you want to do, then you have to be willing to work for it and sacrifice mm. for it. And even if you fail a couple of times, you get back up. Yeah. Got to keep one foot in front of the other. Right. I love him. It's <laughs> so funny. In just a minute, we're going to talk to our producer, Griffin. Uh, it's always fun checking in with him because he has got a seven year old and a six year old. And he said they're into something on YouTube that's. Just kind of silly. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out what's going on well, with his they are kids. Seven and how old? Six. Seven and six. <laughs> <laughs> silly is kind of their wheelhouse, yeah. right? <laughs> so Griff, you said your kids, seven and six, are into something new, and it's is it, it annoying you or what? Or what's is it just going flat on? out weird? It's just strange. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've talked about how like a lot of kids they're really into Bluey, the TV show Bluey. Yes. That you know, which I heard by the way, there was a very emotional Bluey the other day. Oh yeah, a mom posted about it and said, "Thanks, Bluey, for making me cry." Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that can happen it's today <laughs> on a very special Bluey. <laughs> well, you know, they've seen every Bluey episode that's ever existed. They've exhausted that, watched them a bazillion times. Mm-hmm. Well, they've found something else now on YouTube that's related to Bluey. These people make videos where they have like Bluey action figures, you know, all the different Bluey characters. Okay. And then they create their own little stories and scenes and like act it out and like do the voices with these action figures. That's fan fiction. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's fan fiction. And like they record what? it. 
and then post it on YouTube, and it's like a little episode of, but it's like people it, doing it at their house with these action figures. So it's like low quality. It's not like claymation where they take pictures and make it look fat. It's pretty it's just, low quality. Yeah. It's like just watching your kids but play. The kid, but the kids don't care. <laughs> no, they don't. They sit there and just watch it. Right. They're mesmerized by this. Are yeah. you tempted to be like, all right, that's it. Get out your own blue characters and you make your own <laughs> They've show. already thought of that. They've because started doing that. I say if you want to work on their imagination and their brain power, make them turn it off and make their own. They need to make their own and then yes. maybe make some money. I was going to say, don't, no, record it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Post yeah. it and Post start it. making. College fund. Yeah, start making some money with your own little Bluey fan fiction. The videos have millions of views. I mean, there's an audience for this. So. I think you and Sarah should be some of the voices too. You think so? Is there I a mom and dad in Bluey? Of course, yeah. You all right, do, do it. Do the dad It's voice. an Australian let's, accent. Let's hear it. Oh. Do the dad voice. I don't know how to do an Australian accent. Yes, you do. You can uh, do it. <laughs> Let's put a little shrimp on the Barbie. <laughs> Your accents are as bad as mine. <laughs> what was it an accent? He just picked out words that he's heard in an Outback commercial. Yeah, yeah, that's all I know. Real Australians would be like, only- Do you have any blooming onions? We don't, right? <laughs> we don't eat blooming onions every day. And Whereas everyone all doesn't I could have do a Barbie. Is, is Seinfeld. The dingo ate your bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Picture this for a minute. You're going out to eat. Okay. Do you like to eat early or late? Mm. There's something happening with when people want to eat. We'll talk about this next. So um, when you think about this, like everyone's like, hey, you want to go grab dinner? What time do you want to What time do you want to meet? What time should our reservation be? Mm-hmm. Um, most people would say like, I don't know, six, seven. Well, there's a new trend. Yeah. It's like happening. It's sweeping the country. People want to eat early. Hmm. So it used to be the earliest bird special was for older people because mm-hmm. they like the bargains. Mm-hmm. Remember uh, Seinfeld? I'm not shoving a steak down my throat at four o'clock in the afternoon to save a couple bucks. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, you funny. don't remember that line? That's funny. Glenn and I use it Can all the I time. Can I guess why they want to go earlier? Sure. Um, because I like to go earlier. Because I like to beat the crowd. I don't like to wait. I, I don't. I won't wait for a table. But if I'll go on and like make a reservation somewhere, I always look five thirty, five forty-five. Because you get the same atmosphere as six or six thirty, but you don't have. You're not waiting, and there's not tons and tons of people there yet. That is a very good guess, but you are wrong. Ah. Um, it is easier now to get a seven p.m. reservation. Than it is to get a 5 or 5.30. Because? This is a nationwide trend. And here, they're not sure why people are shifting from night owls to early birds. But here's what, uh, one of two theories. It's become trendier, and I see this totally in my niece, Kaylee, for young people to be healthy, avoid alcohol, and get a full night's sleep. So that's one idea. Working from home might be another one. If you don't have to drive home and get ready before you go back out... You can meet up with people earlier. Earlier, okay, that um, makes sense. Plus, yeah. skipping out of work early is way easier if your boss isn't there because you're at home. <laughs> so you can just, oh yeah, yeah, I can be there by five thirty. Whereas if you're in the office, my boss thinks I'm working from home. Sure, yeah. I can go out. <laughs> isn't this fascinating? I love eating early, but like I have some friends. They just went to Italy, uh-huh. and the restaurants did not open until eight p.m. Oh yeah, where yeah. they were, you yeah. just couldn't even get a anything to eat yeah they eat way later so they would eat bigger lunches and then just get like split a small pizza which is why europeans eat later because they're used to having their hour and a half long lunch every day (laughs) so then the who i can't eat at six i'm not even (laughs) hungry yet forget that right 
So we're talking about eating out and do you prefer to eat out early or eat out later? Um, you know, my wife is she's she's like a Michelin star restaurant cook. She's that yes. that good in the kitchen. She's amazing. Um, so a lot of times we're disappointed when we go out to eat because she makes such great food. But um, we do know she uses a phrase. If a recipe is taking her a long time to make, she'll go, we're eating like the French tonight. That means it's taking a long time. Uh And it's gotten to the point, too, where I know if it's a new recipe and it's very involved, I'll take a peek at the recipe. If it's very involved, I'll ask her, so how long do you think that you're going to be making this? Because I want to do other stuff while she's, you know, making dinner or whatever. And if she says an hour, I know give at least 90 minutes to two hours. <laughs> Recipes always lie on the time. I don't know if I can like, yeah. get a snack based on how much. I always try. I usually double whatever the amount of time she says it's going to be. I'll double that. Ugh, cooking takes so long. It does. I think that's why I don't like it that much. Yeah, really? <laughs> it's, I wish I loved it more, but it's so time consuming. And then people go... <laughs> And it's gone it in five minutes and you spent <laughs> two days collecting all the ingredients and three hours making it. And right. And yeah. it's gone like that. <laughs> yep.